I want to see Carlisle wearing heart shaped sunglasses. Mm. Hello and welcome to Twilight 20, a podcast where we talk about Twilight for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm Aoife. I'm Michelle. I'm Christina. This is our historical consultant, Christina, here to talk about Carlisle Cullen. The first twink. Were you drawing love hearts over his eyes? Yeah, I was trying to imagine what it would look like with heart shaped sunglasses. Wonderful. <laughs> I thought it was just you, you just know, fondling loving. a vampire again. Yeah, just reliving Experiencing my teenage love. years. Yeah. <laughs> For, all time. For old times' sake. Um, tell us. Um, Carlisle, a twink. Um, the first thing I noticed was that he... He was from England, right? Yes, from London. So he grew up in a fairly turbulent time in English history. He was born in 1640. Um, So he will have lived through the English Civil War and the Commonwealth and under Restoration and all that. That's Cromwell. Jazz, that's Cromwell. Oh, bastard. Bastard, yeah. (laughs) Cromwell in a headlock. Rubber band, yeah. <laughs> we'll have them on the podcast someday. Sorry. Continue. Um, which I don't think is ever mentioned at all in the book, but it's just interesting. Carlisle backstory that he lived through that stuff. Was he a human at that time then? Uh, he got turned in 1663. Is that I think that's during after the restoration has happened, yes. So his father was a vicar. So <laughs> if this was just after the restoration, that's an interesting point in history to be aligned with any mainstream religious organisation mm. in England. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a kind of turbulent couple of centuries there with regards to religion. Um, and it was obviously a big time in terms of witch hunts and yes. all that jazz, which mm. again is a thing Car- Carlisle's dad was involved in, except he mostly hunted vampires, which is sort of like witches-ish. I mean, we've kind of established on this podcast that this entire series of books takes place in an alternate universe yeah where such things could presumably possibly make sense Mm -hmm. we're going to presume that one of the things stephanie mayer has airlifted out of real english history is the restoration (laughs) and witch hunts because he is mentioned as hunting witches but He's not very successful at it. Stephanie Meyer appropriated English culture. Oh, <laughs> finally. Someone has to do it. Finally. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I do want to know how hunting vampires worked because they're pretty much invincible. My pet theory, which I will not shut up about, mm-hmm. is? is that because vampires burning smells oh, yes. like incense, yes, yes. clearly some early churches, which aren't necessarily Catholic because incense was used by a lot of religions, burned vampires and the scent is like a hangover from people recreating the smell of burning vampires because people used to hunt vampires mm-hmm. you are an expert in gender and queer theory at this point in history tell sure. us about twink carlisle in his <laughs> oh youth God. twink carlisle in his youth um well any any good gay clubs? Did they have tequila yet? I don't believe they had tequila yet. Tragically. Why did the concept of being a twink happen? I wouldn't be able to give you like no, a that's year. Okay. Yeah, well, you ha- the sort of young gay man with older gay man thing has been around for a long, 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 long time, including obviously uh, the Greeks. Yeah, the Greeks. Yeah, it was uh, pederasty. Yeah, yeah. I was 
gross and one of the reasons why Oscar Wilde is problematic. But, you know, it's not unusual, like the idea of the unique beauty of a young, nubile. Exactly, yeah. So that's sort of similar to the whole twink concept. Um, I don't know in terms of gay clubs. Certainly in the 18th century, there's a lot of that sort of thing going on um, with, yeah, sex between men and cross-dressing and that kind of thing happening. Um, Don't know so much in the 17th century. Guessing that the Commonwealth and the government at that time were not keen on it because it was a thing associated with the degenerate Catholic monarchy. You know how gay the Catholics are. Yeah. Well, we're both gay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're right. It's a very um, sexy religion. Anyways. We've got candles. Yeah. We've got blood. Gold. Mm. Incense. Mm. Burning. Vampire. Yeah. It's very sexy. So yeah, certainly with the restoration monarchy you had a lot of sexual hedonism and all that jazz which meant sex in general including between men sex if you enjoy it yeah yeah exactly. was this... no for people who don't know anything about history the listeners i know exactly what you're Absolutely. talking about what's the restoration period so you had charles the first but then he got beheaded and then they had no king for a while mm-hmm. and that's when oliver cromwell was in charge ah. But then they brought back the king, mm-hmm. and we had Charles II, and that's called the Restoration. We don't care, obviously, on this podcast, what your religious faith is or your nationality. Everyone is welcome to support us on Patreon. However, <laughs> <laughs> this is a firmly anti-monarchy podcast. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah we yeah. are very anti-monarchy. Monarchy, so, yeah. yeah. You know when there's all them popes that, like, just threw chestnuts on the ground and made people scramble for them because that was what they were into. Or... I'm sorry, what? I think that was the 1400s. Oh, you're thinking like Renaissance popes. Yeah. Sporgias, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, after that. I mean, I'm sure the popes were also still up to all sorts of nonsense, but... <laughs> and they still are. <laughs> yes. Francis, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I'll fucking get you. <laughs> I'm sure Anyways. he is. We know what a big Twilight fan he is. Yeah. Yeah. Famously. Well, yeah. He's... He's met Carlo. Yes. <laughs> In his youth. When he was a twink himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the young Pope. Twink for twink. <laughs> yes. yes. You don't think twink was a term that Carlyle would have used to self-describe as Not a twink? Yeah. Now, probably. Yes. <laughs> and how does this intersect with his probable bisexuality given his Esme. marriage to Esme? I'm a twink. <laughs> Carla, what the fuck? <laughs> Babe, I know. It's a term I've just invented. Because <laughs> I twinkle. <laughs> babe, don't you, babe? And he's like, where did you get that crop top from? What the fuck is a crop top? And he's like, I've just invented it. Oh my God. Do you think he misses the carefree days of his youth before he adopted these five very slightly younger I think Carlisle is so stressed <laughs> out all of the time because none of his family has impulse control. And he's just like, please, please, we can't let them know we're vampires. And they're like walking around. Shirtless. Shirtless. Standing Sweet. on the back of a Jeep just because they can. Surfing. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say there was maybe a point in my life where I didn't understand what Carlisle was doing and why, but I have to say now as a 23 year old, I would fully adopt five yes. like troubled 17 year olds. Yeah, five people who were like within five years of age mm. as me. But anyone who is queer understands the urge to, at the age of 23, parent 
five teenagers. Five younger queers. <laughs> yeah. So uh, vampires are inherently gay is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Do we think he has colorless hair? Because he started off with collarless hair. Is this a thing you've already discussed? Yeah, whether or not vampires can cut their hair and I, grow their hair. I think according to according to canon, their hair doesn't grow. So, given the strength of human hair fibers, that means that the fact that he isn't bald yet mm-hmm. means that clearly their hair is made out of some kind of super strong vampire material. Or it would have all just like fallen yeah. off by now. Yeah. So this made me think of the very good possibility for pranks, because if you cut off your vampire sibling's hair, for example, it's never going to grow back. That's awful. <laughs> That's <laughs> <It's> fucking awful. <laughs> and as a vampire with vampire teeth, you, you can, can do that. You can get through it, yeah. So I, if I was a vampire, that's what I would do. Evil. Evil, yeah. Yeah. No, we also have a Tumblr that I just like to go on because I don't like to reblog Twilight things to my main Tumblr. Oh my god, what's our URL? That's twilight20pod at tumblr.com. Is that 20 using letters? 20 2 0. 2 0 20. I will go follow you. Okay. Thanks, I like to have fun. Given our previous conversation about vampire hair Mm. and the fact that it can only be cut by vampire teeth. I really like the idea of Rosalie realizing she's gay and wanting to cut her hair Cutting off. Cutting all of her hair off. And it's just like Alice chewing at her head. <laughs> you bellow off yeah. me and be like, what the fuck is going on in this house? <laughs> but it's like a Barbie. Once it's cut off, it doesn't grow back. You want to be real sure about that hair. This is a PSA to our listeners. Never blow dry your Barbie's hair because it's plastic. And plastic melts, and I learned that the hard way. Mm. Yeah, take a minute of silence for my Barbie Rapunzel doll. <sighs> I miss my Barbie dolls. You can still play with Barbie dolls. I know, but they gave them all away to other children because they were like, "You don't need them anymore." And I was like, "Just because I'm 13 doesn't mean I can't play with dolls anymore." You can cut that yeah. out. <laughs> I want your historical expertise. Focus like a laser on Twink Carlisle. <laughs> He's had quite an interesting life. Yeah, it's a he's... shame he's not a very interesting person. But <laughs> Well, I think he's very interesting. I don't. I think he has an extreme god complex. Yes. Yes. I think he's a cult leader. I mean, I've softened a bit in my cult leader opinion because I believe he didn't do it on purpose. No. He he tell, well, he yeah. tells himself he does it out of necessity. Yeah. That he doesn't want these people to die. But then why hasn't he, like, yeah, done a million more? Yeah, yeah, he's a doctor. Yeah. Like, what makes these so Edward, special? Edward broke the seal. Edward broke the seal? Edward was the first one he turned. The goodness and purity in Edward's face finally convinced Carlyle to take action, apparently. Mm-hmm. Is that gay? Same with Rosalie. Same with Esme. Yeah. You know? It's Ulum Lem Solidarity. Ulum Lem? Right? Oh, Woman lovely, and then woman lovely. Esme was like, oh yeah, I remember I met you when I was 13 and I fancied you. Yeah, and she broke her leg. Yeah. And he was the only one that believed in her. Because yeah. she wanted to be a teacher and her parents were like, you can't be a teacher, you're a woman. Mm. As was the time. I think Carlisle turned Rosalie because she's a lesbian and he's a gay man and he mm-hmm. recognised that in her. That's actually one of the most fucked up things he's ever done was turn Rosalie because he wanted a mate for Edward. Yes. Yeah. 
that's the biggest that's like one of the most fucked up things he's ever done mm-hmm. but i also love that rosalie that he turned rosalie for edward and rosalie hates edward the most yes. <laughs> she's like this fucking asshole <laughs> no no way no fucking way i join your cult but i will not do it this way <laughs> no. it's very oh good oh my god that's again just like like a gay person trying to get their het friends to go out. Like, while we had this brief break, it was just me looking at Twitter, various straight men that I think my 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 straight women friends should date. Like, That's what they, it is. you just could go, you just could get on well. Yeah. Like, listen, straight couples have nothing in common anyway. No, no, no. So. So you might as well. You yeah. might as well. Just, you know, what else he's going to do? But Rosalie was a powerful, beautiful lesbian who does not like creepy men so not a fan of edward no 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 yeah yeah i think i saw a post on tumblr and it was like the truth the truth of edward edward telling rosalie that he watched or rosalie finding out that edward watched bella sleep without Mm -hmm. her permission and rosalie just drags him out to an open field and beats the ever-living shit out of him she tears him limb from limb like she's like what the fuck (laughs) oh i love rosalie as should be stop Clicking through the book, tell us about Carlisle. He went to Italy, as we all know, is very gay. The gayest place in Europe. Queer people from Europe historically go to Italy and Greece because they're like, oh, weren't the Romans and the Greeks kind of gay? Yeah, and they get very interested in antiquity. Yeah, yes, yes. And he 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 witnesses a cult. And what years was this that he was in Italy? Any interesting things happening? The early 1700s. What's going on in Italy in the 1700s? Um, I don't know. I only know about the Renaissance in Italy. So after the Renaissance never happened, yeah, though. The Renaissance did never happen. That's true. Or is still happening, just like the, like French, the French Revolution. Revolution. Yeah. It either never ha- happened in the French Revolution. Except that all those people Except died. That they killed all those vampires. Actually, yeah. Tell us about. People in history who are probably vampires. And while Christina does this, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Yeah, fair. I'm going to say Rasputin. Uh, Yeah, he was hard to kill. Exactly. Like a vampire. Mm -hmm. He drank a lot of alcohol, which vampires don't tend to. He had the whole mesmerizing, everyone's really into him thing, as they say in the song. Mm. A a ballad, really. Historical tale. Which was his, like, vampire lure nonsense. Mm. Do vampires in this book generally have a lure, or is that a special power that Rasputin would have uniquely had? It might have been his, like, special vampire power. But they all obviously have the, like, oh, we're really hot and shiny and our breath smells nice thing going for him. Which is wild. Historically, it would probably have been even more influential because most people's breath smelled like shite. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they never brushed their teeth, or if they did, they did it with like a twig that they were rubbing on their gums. Yeah, I feel like eating things so that your breath smelled nice was a thing that people did to like cover up the rotting tooth smell. So Absol- people probably thought vampires were just doing that. Mm, it absolutely was. I know that, but like humans have had shitty teeth since the agricultural revolution, so yeah, maybe. Maybe in prehistory, we all had teeth of vampire quality, mm. and it's only oats and bread that have made our teeth bad and weak and unable to cut through sheer metal. Yes, there are still people who don't farm 
Do you think they have still have vampire teeth? Yes. Yeah, you're probably right. Yep. <laughs> As an expert, <laughs> come on. How can you bring your expertise of Victorian gender norms and sexuality mm. into Twink Carlisle? What was he up to in the Victorian time? I think he was in America. Yeah, yeah, he was only in Italy for about 20 years, and then he went to America, which was still colonies at this point, of course. Oh. So I wonder what he did during the American Revolution. It doesn't say. He was busy worrying about whether he could make any vampire friends or not. He was just lonely. Yeah. Wanted cult members slash family to come back. The That's inherent loneliness of being thing. homosexual. Could you say that again louder? The inherent loneliness of being a homosexual. I mean, what was Carlyle's life before the advent of the 20th century, but a long, painful queer adolescence before he'd quite found people who mm-hmm. like understood this, the world the same way he did? Is his rejecting blood drinking a form of rejecting domineering masculine gender roles perhaps because <laughs> it, it's that whole like blood red meat is masculine yeah point of view whereas vegetarianism is very feminine yes so many lesbians are i have spoken to people who must have known i was gay but didn't know my food preferences who have automatically assumed i was a vegetarian yeah. twink has also been understood at various points in history and again it's recent history it's 20th century history as of like a sort of gender transgressing role mm-hmm. where like it is a position in the society of men who love men which has more femininity associated with it yeah i was thinking that when when we first brought up carla as being a twink like how yeah. would we how would he have expressed himself as being a twink in like 14 whenever i've got one piece of context for this and unfortunately is a Captain America fan fiction. No. Captain America, Steve, is um, in the American gay scene of New York in the 1920s and he identifies as a fairy, which is similar to modern day twink but has a more inherent kind of trans feminine element. Mm-hmm. And how he struggles in the present day with not having a term like that available to him. And also the dysphoria he experiences with his body post getting injected with steroids that make him big and strong when he was like fairly wafy. Yeah, a waif really yeah. beforehand. But unfortunately I've never read this fan fiction. I've only read about it and know that the person who wrote it did a lot of research in the time, so fairy was I think I've read it. Yeah? Do yeah. tell. I mean that yeah, that's a good summary. <laughs> Um, but yeah, at that point, there was like less of a clear divide between obviously like a gay identity and a trans identity. And so for at least some people, they were, you know... Both or yeah. in that it's area. When you're trying not... to study gay, well, queer history, it's a problem you run into a lot, obviously, of like, is this person a gay man who cross-dresses sometimes mm-hmm. because he's gay? And that was what some gay people did. Or is this, you know, a trans-feminine person? Yes. I am a cis-lesbian who would like to perform in drag at some point. But like, that is a vastly different experience of the world to a trans man. Like, -hmm. like, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. Like, entirely different. But, you know, from 500 years in the future, looking back only at 
the recorded aspects of people's lives, it's hard mm. to draw those lines and know where people stood. Mm. Particularly if those lines weren't clear at the time. Yeah. I yeah, because a lot of the, the gay theory as well, these and sort of sexologists and all that bullshit that was happening. Um, Kinsey, Freud. Yeah, the, there was a lot of like, people are gay because they have a woman's soul and a man's body or that sort of thing. So it's part of the official theory of how gayness worked as well. Was mm. that there was sort of a gender bending type element. Was it Unarians or something? Uh, Uranians? Uranians. Yeah. Uranians. And there's a great book about the lives of queer people in Europe during the Victorian era-ish or the 19th century mm-hmm. by Graham Robb called Strangers, which I've read some of. Christine has read all of. Yeah. And our our dear friend Jenna. Jenna. Vored in a weekend and... Um, was obsessed with and stared frantically in my eyes asking for more reading about it and I was like I haven't finished the book dude but I I think if we are going to focus on Carlisle as a gay man and a twink specifically we're going to have to focus on that most recent era then because we don't have resources for queer history back that far Mm. this is a Twilight podcast but this is very interesting because I think, like as a, as a, also as a cis lesbian, I think that the gender aspect of being queer is something that I'm, I'm still not sure of, and I don't understand clearly, or I feel like I don't know enough about. Yeah. Yet, or like I, I'm still tr- trying to like get my head around it in yeah. a way. Um, I think it's really interesting. Yeah, I, I'm just going to kind of say, like, I'm extremely firmly a cis person, mm, which is not, same. yeah, like, Very. which is not a lot of people's experience of yeah. lesbianism, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we have, like, all our closest lesbian friends, I'm just thinking now, there's two non-binary yeah. lesbians, one trans lesbian, and another cis lesbian. Yeah. Like, it's... like, we're technically the majority in that group, but... Only just. Only just, Barely. Yeah. yeah. And it's... I would say part of it is definitely that I feel cis-het people have almost no motivation to interrogate gender roles and mm. where they might fit yeah. along those lines. So when someone realises that they are in some way queer, it opens the gates for them to interrogate Everything. gender yeah. and learn to understand themselves in a different way. And it it gives people that opening that like if if they were exclusively attracted to people of the assigned gender other than theirs, they wouldn't necessarily think about. Or, you know, this is this is just part of what I've heard from other lesbians. And as well, the way that womanhood can be constricting because the construction mm-hmm. of womanhood yeah, in our society... Yeah, is based around men. And attraction yeah, to men and service yeah. to men, yeah, which I've again too. is a thing I, as a cis woman who is a lesbian understand theoretically but don't feel implicitly because I I don't know if it's part of like I just happen to be raised by a really cool woman or if it's the way I inherently feel like I'm just a woman it's very simple but things aren't that easy for everyone (laughs) yeah um like gender is fake but I'm no one but woman yes yeah Yeah. (laughs) do you want to come Sorry. <laughs> non cis person at the table. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not cis. Um, 
this is maybe less of a becoming less of a thing as gay people become a bit more accepted mm. but certainly historically being attracted to women was so much part of being a man and being attracted to men was so much part of being a woman mm. that it's like assumed that if you're not attracted to men then you can't be a real woman and vice versa mm. so i think that's also part of where the link comes from mm-hmm. yeah and i don't know this is so tangential to even what we're really talking about mm-hmm. and extra like a tangent at a tangent at right angles from podcasts are for a podcast that is about twilight yeah but like <laughs> i just feel like a real thing in queer history is that arrow ace women and mm. like that's that's women who don't have romantic or sexual attraction to men but don't have romantic or sexual attraction to women either and like anyone who's assigned female at birth and isn't a woman but understood as that by society have hugely shared oppressions and experiences with lesbians because they are oppressed for not being attracted to men and not being not following marriage and child rearing and whatever is expected as a woman because womanhood is so constructed around attraction to men that I, I just feel like there's a huge solidarity there in terms of like shared experience yeah like definitely, yeah, an I, unmarried I, woman is a threat to society no matter what her reason for being unmarried is yeah like yeah i'm a aerace afab person and yeah a lot of lesbian experiences are very relatable to me it's like almost everything apart from the being attracted to women bits, yeah basically yeah but yeah a lot of the sort of anecdotes about childhood stuff well like i was saying earlier how i worked really hard at convincing myself that i was into men is a thing that i know a lot of lesbians did in their childhoods also Mm. like i have a crystal clear memory i went into my sister's bedroom which was three different shades of pink and i looked up at her posters on the wall and i was like i need to pick one of these men to have a crush on Mm. and i picked the blonde one from busted and i was like (laughs) I need to research because people know things about their crushes. And I went through my sister's magazines and I found as much information as I could about this blonde man from Boston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do Is not remember now. Stupid eyebrows. Yes, yeah. he had very heavy eyebrows. Women with heavy eyebrows are very good. So there's a little bit of like verisimilitude in there with mm-hmm. my attraction to <laughs> Mr. Busted Man. Based on something. Yeah. Sort of. The queer experience. Yeah. Carlisle is a twink. Gender isn't real. Gender isn't real. I said this before. I want Carlisle... I want to put him in a crop top and put on some body glitter because he's not going to stand out under the strobe lights. We're going to give him a pair of booty shorts. We're going to send him to a nice club. And me and Esme are going to have a nice wine dinner together. (laughs) Talk about your many children. Yes. Yes. Our many adopted children. That sounds lovely. I think it's what he needs. I'm looking at this picture of Carlisle in the Illustrated Twilight Guide, and I think he would fit right in at this club that you're going to send him to. I agree. Yeah. He needs a break from raising his adopted children. Yeah. That is a thing that so many young, young young-ish but old for the queer scene, young people, queer people need to realize is that you can't spend all your time taking care of people who are younger than you because you need to live your own good gay life and even being a gay person who is out there being functional and happy is a positive thing you are doing for queer people who are younger than you and you don't need to turn six of them into vampires and adopt (laughs) them 
to be doing good. Or to he turned fair, three yeah, of them. Turned, four. Yeah, four of them. Yeah. Mm. Including his own wife. Yeah. Who is my wife now. Esme is my wife. I love our wife, Esme. Yes. She's beautiful. She She's is. so kind. She has lovely hair. And bloodthirsty. Yeah. Yeah. Feral. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. What were you saying? I was just looking. <laughs> just being real horny. Yeah, over here. Being horny. But I'm sorry. The whole, the one unrelatable aspect between the arrow and the like, spirit. Yeah, she's nice, I guess. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but anyway, I'm reading Carlyle's famous quotes, which apparently include, "I've never been to veterinarian school." Yes, that's. I don't co- remember him saying. We this. have covered that. He says that in. Does it deserve to be? Eclipse. Famous? Yes, because he says it about Jacob. Because he okay. wants him oh, to yeah. turn back to a human because he doesn't know how to fix the body of a wolf. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Here's your wife, Esme. That's not what she looks like. That's My wife, it. Esme, is the actress who plays her whose name escapes me. Mm. Hold on. She's got the, a lot of names. I'm going to say again, just because we are recording this while flicking absentmindedly through the illustrated guide. Yeah, if you hear pages turning, that's me. The vampires are so ashen that the shadows on their skin are like black instead of like a warm reddish color that you would use yeah they are just the same color as the page honestly there's so much i don't know i just don't know i no one is perfectly knowledgeable of all aspects of the queer experience but the only thing we can all agree on as queers at this table wholeheartedly is that carlisle cullen is a twin He's 23. And, I, and that's I can't get over how young he is. So good. People who have reread the book recently, can you remember any ex, any physical descriptions of Carlisle in just, terms of build? Just handsome. So he looks pretty. like a movie yeah, star. He just talks about how hot he is and how blonde he is. And he looks that's like a name. film star. Yeah, he's yeah. Like a film star. I'd say if he looks like a film star, he's probably more likely to be a twonk. But yeah, I don't think he's a he's a skinny mm. little lad. He's a twink, you know. I think he's kind of built he's a twonk because i mean i've got to say it must be really annoying to be a vampire with unwanted body hair mm. mm-hmm. because you can't wax that stuff off you need to get a vampire off. to do you think esme bite bit all of his <laughs> hair off for him yes yes yeah. that's Let's... the real reason he started turning other people because he wanted a shaver grooming help yeah, and he couldn't like get his mouth down there himself. So Carlyle's a twonk. Yeah, Rosalie is what? A lesbian. A lesbian. She's a beautiful, She's graceful. People are like Rosalie's femme, but I really feel like in her heart, Rosalie's butch. I think I'd say fudge. I mean, tell tell me your your basis. It's just she's strong, and I want her to kill me. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Listen, femme women can kill you. That's true, I know this. <laughs> As a femme woman who will kill. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Who will kill anyone. Anyone, yeah. And Emmett's a bear, and Jasper's not a character that's a Jasper's a racist. Jasper's, <laughs> Jasper's a Confederate Jasper, soldier. Jasper died 50 years ago. <laughs> and no one saved his life because he was not worth saving. No. Yeah. Carl was like, oh my god, this young man, and he saw his Confederate flag, and he was like, oh, no, actually. Oh my god, imagine if it was a person. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Alice is. Tiny femme. A pixie dyke. Pixie dyke. Pixie dyke is a term I 
kind of made up myself and kind of it's just the tiny dyke with short hair like you know exactly "Ah!" yeah Yeah. like it's like all them theater gays are pixie dykes like small high energy Mm -hmm. exuberant she's the pixie dyke she is yeah and rosalie i think is yeah i would still say she's femme but yeah yeah. i mean we don't know we don't get much of her experience like like please rosalie write two thousand words on your experience with the performance of femininity (laughs) as an obligation and a thing which may or may not bring you joy in this society i think you know the fact that Rosalie donned a wedding dress and did her full makeup and hair to murder her abusive rapist husband is, you know, the sexiest thing in the world. Michelle, I'm so sorry. This woman is a fan. Yeah, you're right. She put on her wedding dress. Yeah, did her hair and makeup and yeah. killed him and left him for last so that he'd be terrified because she killed his friends off one by one. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm. It would be equally sexy if Rosalie put a fucking suit on yeah she got she got alice to bite off all her hair (laughs) and put in a three-piece suit to kill these men but she didn't she put on a dress and i respect that listeners i'm blushing let's talk about vampire titties (laughs) okay so you think they're soft (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was gonna say because like if these people are made of marble Mm -hmm. and they're stone show them the best thing about titties is that they're soft Yes, mm-hmm. but it's... This is what I've come to understand. Yeah. <laughs> yes, if, it's the best. Like, if there's a droop, can that be saved mm. by a bra? If a there's no... Like, if they've got droopy, droopy boobies. Yeah. yeah, droopy boobies. Can they be... If they are rock hard, do they need to make a bra out of the membranes of a murdered vampire for them to be strong enough to wrestle their tits into place? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, like thinking that, you know, a vampire who is turned is is transformed into their ideal, beautiful self. They're already perky. Yeah, they're probably. Bet she doesn't think there's any fat vampires either. Esme is described as curvy. Which is probably means she is, you know, like like this and has a a thigh gap, but a a little bit. Yeah, no, she may be a size 10. Make Esme chubby. Make Esme chubby. <laughs> Give Esme a stomach and an ass. We've been over this. <laughs> but can you think of anything sexier than a chubby no. lady who's 26? No. She can go kill a fucking deer with her bare hands. I can't and think teeth. of a single thing. I can't think of it. If a vampire drains the blood out of a deer or whatever, is that flesh now kosher? I don't know anything about what is and is not kosher. I think you have to kill animals in a certain way that yeah, is very in a humane way. Really? Is that what There's nothing more human than ripping an <laughs> animal's throat out with your bare teeth. They have to be killed humanely, but also the blood has to be drained from it. So I guess if its neck was cut cleanly and a vampire lay underneath it guzzling with mm. a big curly straw. So they need to like kill it first and then drain it of blood rather than let it die gradually of having its blood. I hear exsanguination is actually quite a peaceful way to die up there with hypothermia, but I don't know if the people who originally devised yeah, the rules of what is and isn't kosher who told who how do people know that it's a peaceful way to die? Who's done it? Who's Pe- done it? <laughs> <laughs> if someone gets like eighty percent of the way there Mostly and dead. then maybe the last twenty percent's awful though, we don't know. 
I mean, Carlisle, please. Yeah, Carlisle, Car- Carlisle, if you're listening to this, and if you believe in Malem Wulu solidarity, come on our podcast and answer our medical questions. and Also our history questions. We could get rid of both Danny and Christina if you would just come on our podcast. No, don't come on the podcast. Never. You could be an addition to our podcast yes. team. Oh, Danny and Christina. They're good. They are. Do we want more guests? Yes. Yes. As we say, every time, <laughs> effervescent. effervescent.